Real good. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode number 20. Yes, we are back once again for another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. With you once more, Justin Morissette. And with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. Sorry, I'm eating... There's a bunch of Skittles in front of us. Yeah, we're going beast mode on this episode tonight. We've got the Skittles holiday mix, as you can hear. And uh, it's only red and green, which are de- arguably, now that the greens are green apple, the two best uh, Skittles flavors. So I saw this bag. It was on sale for $3. Uh, so I, I consider the sale at Safeway being like a personal dis- discount. Like that's why they're sponsoring the episode. Like they knew we were going to record. So they put them on sale just for me down from $5. Uh, I'm John Cullen. And uh, as you know, of course, uh, 20 uh, in Roman numerals is XX. So we're on our way. We're on our way to triple X. Yeah. Can I just say the Skittles thing was probably a fuck up at the factory. Probably. Uh, they just made a bunch of red and green ones and we're like, well, it's, it's the holidays. Well, it's better yeah. that they like... I don't know. It probably wasn't because uh, it really pisses me off that there's that like crunch berries cereal that's just all crunch berries. Oh, oops, all berries. And it's like, oops, all berries. They try to pass it off like a mistake. It's like, oh, whoops, we put the cereal into a box and then spent money on coming up with a design to slap on it and then spent a lot of money on a massive marketing campaign. Whoopsies. Can you believe we did this? Well, did maybe you, it's because the cereal's directed at like little kids yeah. who would believe <laughs> did, the story. Did you, did you think it was like actually a old man. Did you think it was actually a mistake? No, of course not. Sounds, no, but it like sounds a, like you kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> you were like so disappointed. You called the factory. Was this actually a mistake? Okay, this is the new baby bit. Is, yeah. is Justin no, thinking? Oops, all berries was like an actual mistake. <laughs> this is another uh, welcome. This is another oops, all berries moment. <laughs> my, Justin Moore. My bit was that I was mad that they played it off as one. I I knew all along, but. Okay, sure, fine, whatever. whatever. Yep. <laughs> the bit. I guess you're going to be first in line for one of those all marshmallows boxes of Lucky Charms, too. <laughs> the they're bit they're only making 10 of those, too. 10? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be. Oh. I know you said it was like limited edition. Apparently, they're only enough. making 10, and they're going to sell them for like a Millions shit ton of, of money, dollars. It'd be like yeah. the Wu-Tang album that yeah. like one person has heard for like a million dollars. Really? You didn't know about Wu-Tang that? Wu-Tang put out a special Apparently, album. back when like ODB was still alive, they recorded this album and decided that they were going to... Like, I guess basically, I don't really know exactly the backstory, but it seems like they were kind of betting on their own popularity and just sat on this album for like 15 years. I guess it was recorded like around the time of like 36 Chambers and like, and whatever. And uh, so they... It's for millionaires only, basically. Yeah, exactly. And well, there's one copy. So they were, their idea was to sell it for a million, I think. I think it was a million. Might have even been 10 million. I don't remember, but... It's obviously pre-Napster. No, this was like two. No, years this ago. was like yeah. Oh, really? A year yeah. or two ago. And yeah. the person who bought it had to like sign all the stuff. Yeah, saying, saying they they'll never gonna... release it yeah. or whatever. And it, it was like a vinyl, and it came in this like silver case and stuff. He's it just was... inviting people over constantly to be. Yeah, like... exactly. Why not? It's like a new. That's like a really shitty theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the Woo. <laughs> it's just like one room where you hear the songs. It's like... You must be this Woo to enter. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a show that's nominally about sports. We haven't talked about sports so far. And we may Who as well. needs to? I don't need to. We'll skip, he's, you, you made the Beast Mode reference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's super sportsy. Tied Skittles into sports. True. <laughs> super true. sportsy. Um, <laughs> and also there's two S's in Spiza. That's That's true. Yeah. And Skittles also. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode where you just hear us eating for the entire time. Um, Make sure the bag's super loud. It's really going to turn people away from the show immediately in before the first we got, five minutes. Before we recorded, I was like, we should put these in a bowl so the bag doesn't make a bunch of noise when we're eating them. But this is more fun. Well, that's part of our agreement with Skittles is they had to hear the bag. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a proprietary bag material. And uh, Wrigley. I didn't know that's you on Skittles. I was just looking at the back. This is the segment where you read <laughs> the, the ingredients of Skittles. Oh, okay. Sugar, corn syrup, hydrogenated palm kernel oil, citric acid, tapioca dextrin, modified cornstarch, natural and artificial flavors. I don't know what the natural <laughs> flavor is near. Colors with tartrazine, sodium citrate, and carnauba wax, which is also found in car wax. So Perfect. Yep. So I could just rub Skittles all over my car and it'd be good? Or your nipples, whatever gets you going. <laughs> rub my nipples all over my car? No, the Skittles all over your nipples. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then over the car. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the scene from um, Get Shorty. Is that right? Was that a movie? I don't know. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah. yeah. I read, I read the, the book. There's like actually... the car wash. Yeah, John Travolta and uh, Danny DeVito. Is that who's in it? Yeah. I think so. And then there's like it's, it's the, an Elmore Leonard the, book. Yeah. Whatever the girl is that's in it is doing like this sexy car wash thing. Was it Renee Russo? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Well, she's doing like a sexy car wash thing. Regardless, the show now sponsored by Skittles. Good for the show. Yeah, and, good for us. And, yeah, we're doing well. And anything sure. uh, going well in your lives at the moment, gentlemen? You're right. It is. Uh, yeah, stuff? Renee Russo. Uh, is that who's? Uh, I don't know if that's who's doing the sexy car wash though. Maybe what was the one that came after? Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, I with, think it's maybe that's with that. the Rock. Yeah, the Rock. Oh is no, in it's that. not that one. It's, it's this one that. for sure. Anyway, no big deal. Um, good for us. Yes, good for me. Um, I uh, just found out. Well, I've actually known for like three months, but I wasn't officially allowed to announce it until now. Uh, I will be performing at the Halifax Comedy Festival at the end of April. Um, and it's typically thought of as kind of like, I guess it's sort of a tie for the second biggest. Obviously, Just for Laughs is the biggest comedy festival in the world, and it takes place in our beautiful country. But um, Halifax and Winnipeg are the next two biggest comedy festivals. And uh, this is not really, I already played Just for Laughs, so... Uh, it's kind of, I actually got this gig at just for laughs. The person who books Halifax saw my show and, and wanted me for the festival, which is great. But the reason this is a good for you is it'll mark the first time that I'll be doing a TV taping and I'll actually be doing two. So, so you will be on the CBC. Probably? I will be on the Queens network. Yes. The Perfect. CBC. You and, should mention, uh, uh, this podcast. I forgot the name of it, but, <laughs> uh, very okay. Show, thing. A historical, yeah. Yeah. Science, science feminist podcast, podcast? Yeah. firing women's voices. Absolutely, yeah. I'm Joanne <laughs> Cullen. Uh, yeah, so uh, so that should be really fun. Um, and yeah, I'll do that definitely. Like just in between one of my jokes, just kind of be like a real good show. And um, <laughs> find us on iTunes, <laughs> yeah. iTunes uh, forever. And um, yeah, so it should be really great. I'm really excited. It's uh, 
it's a cool festival. It takes place over four days. So I'll, I'll have the TV tapings and I'll have some shows in addition to that. I don't know what ones yet, um, but for all our, our listeners on the East Coast, we have a treat coming up for you later in this show. And also, I'll see you in April and I'll let you know the details closer yeah, to And a treat coming up later next year. Absolutely. Uh, Stefan, anything going well for you at the moment? I've got the soccer playoffs uh, start tonight. Beer Salona. Uh, yeah, Beer Salona FC. We're playing uh, a team that, well, they, I think they beat us like 4-1. Okay. Which isn't that bad. No, that's fine. So, and they were they were very nice too, because you know. Oh, that's the, important. When you know they, they're they're a bunch of like older British guys, and oh, they've, okay. they've been playing together for like years, probably. Absolutely. Um, but they were very nice and cool. And so they all fun, like so. they just come from their shift at the mill. Pretty yeah they, yeah exactly yeah. They get in the game and uh, my and roommate, you're fueling with uh, pregame skittles. Oh, so obviously, yeah. my roommate desperately wants to join beer. He does, Graham. Obviously. You're you're more than welcome to join. Um, the next season, I believe, starts in January. So, uh, their registration fee? Uh, yeah, I think it's like seventy bucks or something. Okay, uh-huh. that's yeah. pretty good for the season. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, well, that's really good. He should help your team. Hopefully, yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah, no, if, if he if he wants to join, he's more than welcome to. Yeah, I know. I know that. You, I mean, you should be scouting for some talent, given uh, the record that you guys have had yeah. over the last few seasons here. Well, okay, we went from a winless season in the summer to three wins this season with three, two games left to play. Three big wins, yeah. maybe. Oh, well, but how many of them were by default, though? Uh, this season, none of them. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Good so for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. That's good awesome. You, well, I, actually, you're right. Like, the summer we had the one win, but it was by default. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. Well, at least you didn't count it. You wasn't there. Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't yeah. brag about it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, oh, I am now. Yeah. We won one game in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I guess what's going well for me at the moment, I'm uh, booking more gigs as a sports announcer, including uh, doing some anthem singing as well for not just uh, you know Pac West University games, which I've been working for the last few years, but I've now moved on up into the rankings of NCAA Division II basketball. Absolutely, that huge tilt between Simon Fraser and Central Washington. Yes, Central Washington University, which meant I had to sing the American anthem as well. Nice. I hadn't done and that as everyone knows from your singing ever. on this podcast... Yeah. We should we should unite for an anthem. Do a real like uh, Aaron Lewis, Fred Durst <laughs> Just type deal. Make up the lyrics as yeah. we go. Basically, I'm in America. Did you do the stain voice? I'm looking no, in. but I have a I have to sing the anthem there again tonight. I could do it. Do the stain voice, yeah, <laughs> for sure, exactly. Oh, see, I'm Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, nothing goes viral faster than. Uh, a fucked up anthem. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. Make sure someone's filming yeah, it, and true. then uh, and then intentionally screw it up, Roseanne Barr style. You should piss your pants. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> if you could fuck up the anthem and piss your pants, that'd be you're going viral. I don't no know if time. that would be good for me. That'd probably be bad for me. Oh, good for the show though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like yeah, good for you on our show. Like, <laughs> in the context of this show, it'd be good for us. Perfect. Um, and so, yeah. So, as you said, you are you're kind of expanding your yeah. uh, your announcing role, which is great. And uh, just for you listeners out there, uh, if you would like to book Justin as a sports announcer, please uh, send us an email: <laughs> realgoodpod at gmail.com. And we will move on from that <laughs> into a segment that we call review. Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Yes. Oh. Yes. This is awesome. The worst episode ever. And this is a review that just came in today, actually. I uh, just took a peek at this for the first time before we began to record. 
And uh, the title is The Greatest Made-Up Story About Phil Kessel Ever, uh, written by Pussy Galore 64 Perfect. More than just the Kessel story, I love this show and always look forward to it. Justin, 9.2 out of 10. Like him more with a beard, so he loses points. Cullen, 9.5 out of 10. Tough love on college students. Soft spot for artistic roller skating. <laughs> Heck, 9.9 out of 10. He is so close to perfect. When he doubles his point total in soccer next year, then he becomes a 10. My favorite moment so far involves a story involving Phil Kessel, the Olympics, and McDonald's. Everything else is a bonus, especially the incredible work of Yerky21. I think there should be a full episode dedicated to the creation of his brilliant tunes. So basically, we'll just do like one episode of like Song Exploder, and the artist featured is Yerky21, I guess. Five stars on that review, and thank you kindly to uh, whoever that was. It was was Yerky21. Yeah, probably. But Yerky21's great. Yeah, and you can I, review anytime. And yeah. if you would like to be a part of Review Review, it's very simple. Just go on to iTunes, give us a five-star review. And, it doesn't uh, have to be five no, stars. Does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. We're probably, like, realistically, are we going to read it if it's not five stars? I mean, um, maybe. Maybe. We, yeah, we, we, we will, yeah. Yeah, but but make it's it five funny. stars. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll, we'll possibly... Uh, read it on the show. No guarantees. And um, again, while you're there, if uh, you know if you're bored, you're kind of just listening to our podcast on iTunes. Don't have anything else to do. Be sure to swing on by to the To It Out CFL <laughs> podcast page and leave them a one star review and tell them John Cullen sent you. <laughs> now I don't want to be too picky on that review because I still was like above. Nine out of ten, I guess. Yeah, like those are all good but, scores. You know, I still I, like on Pitchfork. Like we would all fear. be album of the year. It's like my worst fear that I'm just like the least popular part of my own show. <laughs> so, but isn't it all our own shows? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So we're all like, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it's my idea and it's my equipment, but you know, like <laughs> I put a lot of work into it. So I'm glad that. I mean, I'm, I'm here every week. <laughs> Yes, okay, okay. Are you going to take your equipment and go home? No. <laughs> I'm going to stick it out. I just. Uh, 9.1 is good. You know, it was 9.2, actually. Oh, nine, even and better. It was mostly based on your beard. Yeah, I can yeah. grow the beard back. Jeez, and then, you were just all and fucking. Then closer to 9.5. You were gloaty as shit last week when that just they were just ruined dumping your day. on me. But now, now that you're only a 9.2 out of 10, here we go. Well, that was just one guy who didn't like you. I feel like this is closer to the general. Oh. <laughs> have a have a skittle. Yeah, I think the problem is welcome that I've already to had uh, ten. <laughs> welcome to therapy corner, Justin Morris. <laughs> Please tell me what's bothering you, Justin. Nothing, nothing this week at all. Actually, I think I got all the rage out the of thing my is system that, last week. That's true. When I yeah. went on a twenty-minute rant against a. Former employer. People love that though. I think yeah. that was very healthy. Exactly. Yeah, it was fine. I think the thing is that you can't get troubled about individual reviews of yourself because it's the three of us. And yes, you do more work than the both of us for <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. But like, um, but also like you know, it's like a trifecta. Like if someone, if someone sh- hating me, right, like raises the two of you up. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like there's got to be. We, we're we're it's like, like the Holy yin- Trinity. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. It's the Holy Trinity. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm probably the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't know which one of you is Jesus, but probably Stefan. He's smaller, right? And, and then I, you're and God. And then well, you, you had the beard, though. I guess I God the has a yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like God has a big beard. Too, I'm probably right? well. You might be the Holy Ghost. I don't know, cause yeah, cause you probably talk the least. Yeah. So you're just kind of like the Holy Ghost that like haunts. <laughs> Fades in I kind of, yeah. I'll, I'll come in and say something profound. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the ghost does, right? Yeah, I haven't read the Bible in a while. Me, but, um, I, or ever. Yeah, I've never, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, um, I think the 10 Christian listeners we had are uh, done now, <laughs> but um, they've left. Well, yeah, because I thought it was like a literal ghost, I guess. It's not actually like a ghost. No. Like I, a polar I, I also want to mention... Before Some people we, call it the Holy Spirit. I just think ghost sounds cooler. Before we move on too far, uh, I, I had some people... Before be like, we move too far away from religion, let's talk about <laughs> it more. I had some people be like, oh, I don't know if it's like smart to just rip into a former employer like that. I've worked plenty of places, and I have nothing but good things to say about all of the rest of them, so... You know, it should be okay, right? Shouldn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I think so, definitely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, definitely. It was not a mistake at all. No. It was like I think the opposite fine. of an oops all berries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for the first time in a while, we have a new donor to thank. Ooh, baby. Because somebody decided. Have a Skittle. To hop on to our uh, Patreon page to support the show at patreon.com slash realgoodshow. We really appreciate it. We and do sh- put a lot of work into this. Sh- mostly Justin. She'll probably rescind her donation once I mangle her name right here. Manda Early? I-R-L-E. Earl? Early? Earl. Early. Early. I, I really Earl? Want, I re- like I said, I really wanted to be Irie. Okay. Just like, like, like we're Jamaican. But there's know? an L in there, though. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So. I think she's a big fan of you in particular, Stefan, so it would probably be nice if you like gave her a special shout-out well, right now. Thank you very much to what was it, Manda. Manda. Okay, I'll just go to the website. Do you know that she's <laughs> actually a fan of Stefan, or is this just more know. of your, like... Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. Oh, that like was just your like your just passive probably wants, yeah. She probably wants you to talk about her. Yeah, yeah, she, you're she you're probably, a 9.2. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. <laughs> she probably thinks you're the best, 9.9. <laughs> You know what else is as two nines in it? Gretzky's number. <laughs> they retired that across the NHL. Ninety-two. There's never been anybody wear ninety-two in the NHL. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Maybe she hates Stefan. Yeah, I'm just happy that we got a new donor. It's the first time that's happened in quite a while. Yeah, like, like, do it. <laughs> And why wouldn't you? Because it's a sports show, and we've talked so much about sports already. And our t-shirts are coming. They really are. They really are. Uh, I'm going to be sitting down with our designer in December, and uh, we're going to make it happen. We already have a couple ideas for designs. We're going to get them happening. So if you're a $20 donor, you can expect your t-shirt soon. For those of you, even if you don't donate at all, but you might want to buy a t-shirt to wear around... Um, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be great. Now, John, I personally don't know what I did to be the least popular in <laughs> one person's opinion, but you do know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You've been ripping on college kids left and right. And, uh, okay. now we're going to give you a chance to make amends. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm last week. Uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, college and university students and there's been just a lot of back and forth especially this week people were telling me no college and university in the states is the same thing and blah 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 and i tried to say that last week and i agreed with you which was really confusing because i said yes i realize <laughs> that they're the same thing but i was just trying to be sarcastic by being like oh well it's actually harvard university like i was just trying to be a dick but people don't get it so 
Anyway, the bottom line is uh, last week I tried to make amends with college and university students. Apparently, it failed. You made it worse. If I anything. think, yeah, I think I made it worse. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I, I want to extend the olive branch, and thankfully, uh, I happen to know many university students. Obviously, being a high school teacher, but one in particular reached out to us specifically said he wanted to carry the torch for all of the college and university students out there. And he just happens to be uh, a very talented hockey player as well for the Dalhousie Tigers. Uh, So it's my pleasure to introduce uh, not only the official university student of the Real Good Show podcast, but also the official CIS hockey player of Real Good Show, Jackson Playfair. Thank you for being on the show, Jackson. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, very proud and honored to be able to represent all the CIS athletes out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there, um, how many sport? like, are there a lot of sports in the CIS? Like, is there, what's like the weirdest one? Is, is there, you like, know a- what? I think they just approved uh, underwater basket weaving last season. So that's, that's hot. It's, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm not too sure, but I know I know it's um, at least at our school we got a ton of ton of sports: men and women's uh, basketball, volleyball, hockey, um, swimming, track and field, all that kind of the general university sports. I guess that you'd uh, you'd see anywhere else. Nice, nice. I, I'm looking. Yeah, the underwater basket weaving. There's probably got to be some probably some hotties that play that sport. Yeah, I think that's going to be my uh my my summer sport. So I don't have to train, I can just do that instead. <laughs> you have to hold your breath for a long time probably. <laughs> exactly. A lot of scholarships given out in that field too. There has to be. Well, because there's such a practical, you know, like most sports there's not really like a practical application. It's like, okay, you win games, you make people feel good, but like there's no practical, you're not making anything, you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas like exactly. basket weaving, it's like not only do you have such a huge fan base, but then you have tangible products that you can. Yeah, like if you're basket display. weaving and there's like a flash flood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Set. And, then, set. and then they use the basket for the basketball afterwards too. Exactly. <laughs> Just like the old it's days. Just, it's got so many applications. I can't believe it hasn't blown up on the international stage really, but <laughs> soon enough, soon enough. <laughs> Well, Jackson, can you tell us about uh, CIS hockey? Because we kind of delved into it a little bit last week, and we had a lot of people who who didn't even know that like it existed at all. So, first, yeah. well, we should say first of all, CIS stands for Canadian Interuniversity Sport. Yes. So it's yeah. like the Canadian version of the NCAA. But then after that, admittedly, as three Canadians, we all know nothing about it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? It's kind of one of those things in the hockey world uh, that almost gets overlooked it's um you have the junior hockey which everyone knows is such a such an exceptional league for development and uh and progression into the professional leagues and um unfortunately there comes a day when the the six-year-old self's got to sit himself down and say you know what the nhl is probably not going to happen in the next uh next two to four years so um a lot of guys are taking the opportunity that they have given from the western hockey league and the other chl leagues across canada and uh, using their scholarships and it's an amazing opportunity that they have and the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand about uh, the CIS is that it is all major junior players or high level junior A players that are playing the league and um, without without dissing the, the Western League because I mean I had, I had an amazing three years there and I, I loved every second of it but 
um, the hockey, it's it's a higher level competition just because of the sheer age. I mean, you're stronger at 21 than you were at 20, and you're stronger at 25 than you were at at, at 17 going to the Western League. So, for as much as it's not as well known, um, my old GM in, in Spokane, Tim Speltz, when I was when I was going through the process, he told me something that I don't think I'll ever forget, and. He said, "CIS is the best is the best kept secret in the hockey world, and and I believe it. it it's it's an amazing it's an amazing level and amazing uh, players, and it, it it probably doesn't get the reputation or the or the credit I personally think it deserves." Well, just as a casual observer, you'd think that like it's guys who are you know, like you said, going to pursue their studies and and cashing in their scholarships and uh, you know potentially uh, looking forward to a life beyond hockey while still playing at the same time, which kind of makes it sound like a little casual, but I would imagine it's still like pretty heated at the same time. Yeah, absolutely, and I think. Uh... I think that's that goes into anything. I mean, when you're when you're raised from the time you're five till all through juniors and all that, all you want to do is compete and play. And um, I think you could take the hitting and everything out of the game here, and I think guys would still compete and play the the hardest and the best they can because that's just that's just the way it is. I mean, until you're, and I mean, there's reason there's a there's fights in beer league, right? I mean, those guys love to compete and you love to play, and no matter what it is, I think. I think that that that's the com- the compete and the person to win, and that carries out here. There's still guys who have pro aspects, and I mean, you look in the past, guys have have went from here into the East Coast or the AHL and stuff like that, and it, it's something that's becoming more and more um, possible and, and realistic. And I think guys are starting to use the CIS as the great education aspect as well as to develop their game a little bit more. You playing with anybody right now that you think has a pro future? You know what? I uh, I'd love to give some shout outs to the boys out west here on my team. We got uh, Corbin Bowes and Ned. He's a play in Portland, and if there's anybody who's got that work ethic to become a professional in any sports, it's definitely Bowesy. And um, we got a French guy from the uh, he played in the Quebec Major Junior League, uh, Philip Gadry, and he's probably one of the most skilled players I've ever seen. So. Those two guys, I mean, if they want it, it's going to be there. I know they're going to they're going to come out in four years of the degree and have many options that way. But I think if they want to play, they they they'll have the ability. I don't know. I mean, being a branch manager at Enterprise Rent a Car <laughs> might speak to them a little bit more highly than uh, than you know getting involved in the NHL. You know, you always need new managers at Dunkin' Donuts, and those aren't going anywhere. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, let's get down to the brass tacks here. First of all, I um. I, I I dislike your remark about fighting in beer league. I personally would never. I'm very respectful uh, when I play beer league hockey. Never been in any sort of. Well, you would never fight it. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's very. I just find it to be very polite uh, for the most part. So that was a little bit strange that you said that but it's fine like it's no big deal i just i know most guys take beer league just kind of casual um and it's so it's like it's whatever um i mean i think once you get into the higher level beer leagues in a couple of years it might step up a little bit i guess in div seven they don't really they don't take it too seriously is that what you're telling me yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've won. Uh, I've won the scoring title in uh, in the, some of the subdivisions. So you know, you just you never know what you never know who's watching, right? That's how I always look at it. And um, 
It's no one. The answer is no one. But you never, you, you know, there could be a scout out there or something like that for for like Div Four or something. You know, maybe moving up. Also, uh, so you you make your off season home in uh, in Arizona. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about this a little bit when I interviewed you previously for uh, for Magical Question Fun Time, and uh, you know you're you're no stranger to using uh, creative uh, you know pickup techniques with the ladies. You said you've pulled out your uh, your Twitter and shown them how funny you are to try and pick them up. So just uh, just out of curiosity, in Arizona, how well does yeah I play in the CIS uh, play at the clubs and in the bars for the ladies? Uh, you know what I. Uh... I just turned 21 this summer, so I actually had my first drink ever um, <laughs> just a couple months ago when we went out. And um, I haven't actually pulled out the CIS card yet just because no one knows what that is in the States. <laughs> um, not that I'm embarrassed or not that I don't want to tell people. I mean, I'm proud to play here and I'm, I'm excited to be here, but... I think it just it's uh, if I told him that I'd have to tell him what NCAA is and then explain that whole thing and it's just a whole mess. So I usually usually just still stick to my Twitter and pull out the uh, the phone and now I show him some Instagram pics. Just oh to yeah, try you got that going too. That uh, that I do have this many people that like me and he usually doesn't <laughs> work, but I try. Well, I guess you know you've got kind of like your uh, you know you've got your. Arizona crew there some hockey guys are now kind of coming out of there Henrik Samuelson and uh, your dad I guess is coaching there so you're probably like pals with all the young guys and the Coyotes so really I guess you can just kind of pretend you're in the NHL I guess in Arizona realistically you could just say that you're on Max Domi's line and the girls would be like yeah sounds good <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's no, Max Domi yeah <laughs> yeah those those guys have been great. I mean, every time we've went out, they've been awesome and just let me uh, they let me wear their team track jacket and stuff. And <laughs> no one says a word. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Henrik always always lets me be his line mate every time we go out, and it's nice of those guys. I mean, you need something when you go out in a town like that. Well, what's your what's your go to tweet that you dig up when you're trying to show off your Twitter game? Uh, I mean, you know what? It's I'm embarrassed, honestly, to even talk about my Twitter game right now because it's been bad. It's been, uh, I mean, last time when me and John talked, I think I was coming off a fresh tweet that had about 300 retweets or something like that, and I was yeah. feeling real good about myself, and then I just I fell off the bandwagon a little bit. I've been studying way too hard, <laughs> and uh, just been, my nose has just been buried in books, and I just haven't even had a chance to get on there, so... I think if I went to the bar today and decided to use my Twitter pickup, I'd still probably have to go to my Nate McKinnon tweet just because Nate's big out here and uh, people know who he is, so it's easy whenever I pull that one out. I guess that's true. Yeah, maybe you can play the whole like, uh, oh, yeah, Nathan, for sure. Yeah, I know him, like met him, whatever. Yeah. What's the tweet? Yeah. What is the What is the tweet? My the tweet was uh, it was back when Nate was in his first playoff series, and it was uh, Nathan McKinnon is 18 years old getting shut down by Norris Trophy candidates, and I'm 19 years old getting shut down by high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was, it's not that. a true statement, but it's still funny. I, mean. <laughs> I think you should stop studying and just focus on Twitter, like full time. <laughs> I think so too. I mean. Yeah, Ste- Stefan can be your Twitter coach. <laughs> yeah, I need help because I mean I've been I've been on the bench for a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll have to pull you out. Now, here's a question because you're you're obviously you're playing in Halifax, but as we've said, Canadian fans are maybe not, you know, maybe more into the kind of the CHL or the QMJHL in Halifax there as opposed to the CIS. So, uh, you you know, you finished your year out last year in Spokane. You split some time in or did you finish in Kennewick? I can't remember. Uh, no, I went back to Spokane. Okay, that's what I thought. There. So, are there? Would you say are there more uh, more hockey fans in? Uh, are there more Spokane Chiefs fans or more Dalhousie Tigers hockey fans? Uh, unfortunately, now that I'm a I'm a Tiger, I, I gotta go with Spokane. I mean, um, <laughs> we got a lot of competition out here, so I'm gonna go ahead and blame that because uh, the Moose had it. <laughs> They're pretty. They're pretty. Uh, they're exciting to watch. They got a good fan base. But um, in Spokane's defense, I mean, I would put Spokane's fan base up against any junior across across Canada and the United States. It's. I mean, if you if you haven't had a chance, I mean, I know a lot of people in Canada, and you guys are in in Vancouver, I think. And if you have a chance, roadie down there because it's it, a Saturday night spokane against tri-cities it's it's special i mean i say that because i'm an alumni and i played for both teams and, and all that but it is a cool atmosphere when you're a 16 17 18 year old kid skating out in front of ten thousand people it's uh it's tough to beat for sure nice well uh john mentioned it a little bit earlier there that your dad is uh, an assistant coach with the arizona coyotes that's jim playfair of course and uh, it wouldn't be a jackson playfair interview if you did not get asked about your dad's legendary freakout while coaching the Abbotsford Heat several years ago, uh, where he just threw everything he could get his hands on onto the ice. Now, as somebody who's grown up around him your whole life, did that uh, come out of nowhere for you, or is he uh, like to throw stuff around the house sometimes too? Yeah, you know what? The truth has got to come out about that. And yeah, actually, my report card had just came home, and he wasn't to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no you know what is it, the funniest thing is he's a calmest uh nicest i mean best dad a guy could ask for and that's that was kind of one of those things where i think i think me and my brother knew he had that in his back pocket but i really didn't think i was i was gonna see it because he is he's calm and he's he's uh he's level-headed and even our family members our cousins and stuff were calling us saying like what happened to jimmy like are you sure he's okay and <laughs> That's, I mean, it's one of those situations where he's never, ever, ever been been like that anywhere near our family or anything like that. I mean, he's he's the most calm, cool, collected guy I think I've ever met. I don't think you could ever freeze that guy up with a question or anything. He's always he's always got his head on right, and um, that was a that was a freak a freak incident. I don't, I really, I can't, I can't really talk too much. About why or what happened there, but yeah. Did you give him the gears about it around the house at oh, least? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's he still hasn't heard the end of that one. <laughs> I was gonna say with Christmas yeah. coming up, what's the uh, what's the over under on the number of times you watch it around the family at Christmas? In our immediate family, I think we've kept it pretty pretty low. I mean, it's not something he's super pumped to watch all the time, but. Uh, Outside of that, I mean, I still get Snapchats from my buddies and and friends that that he's he's close with that he he knows well, and they all send it whenever he makes a top ten of something or top one hundred freakouts. They make sure they remind them pretty well. So I I try and lay off him a bit. I mean, everyone has a bad day, and unfortunately, his was on national television. But 
I mean, I lay off and other guys are afraid to let them hear it a little bit. Well, I've had some bad days, but I can't say I've ever torn my suit jacket off in a fit of rage. <laughs> some people have really bad days, yeah. <laughs> Is he inspired by like Hulk Hogan on that one or what? You know, I think the, I think he might have blocked out, I think. I think it was just one of those things where he didn't even realize what he had done until afterwards. And then after that, he didn't even want to talk about it. He said, oh, God, here we go. Well, do you, do you keep that in your back pocket now, like in case you uh, get like a particularly egregious call against you that you can just uh, freak out like that and your dad will know where you're coming from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think I've ever gotten in trouble from him for taking a... Uh, unsportsmanlike because it's kind of like he gets it you know? <laughs> <laughs> he knows that it, it it happens so he's good about it finally were you hoping that you could make it through this interview without talking about that oh no i knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> that's fair hey, i'll you be know. 50 and they'll be asking me questions about that unless i unless i get to that position and do something even crazier and then we can go down as like a father-son duo or something <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much that has to be that has to be in your mind as like one of your potential future goals. Oh yeah, like I mean, I have I like I have to coach just so I can do that. <laughs> that's got to be like the one thing that I have to do to to be credible. How would you like take it even further? What would be your signature move? Oh, I don't even. I mean. He he went with the jackets. I got to leave that alone. The jackets his. I mean, I've had coaches throw change on the ice and stuff like that, and uh, water bottles. But I really don't know. I mean, I'm not a super aggressive guy with stuff like that, so I'd probably keep it pretty tame and just stick to stick to the sticks and maybe a water bottle or two. But nothing nothing that crazy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Nice. All well, right. uh, thank you, uh, Jackson. Hopefully, we'll be able to have you on uh, again as our uh, official university slash CIS correspondent. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, that comes up honestly weekly on this podcast. So I'm sure we'll have you on again very yeah. soon. I think you've done a lot to mend the relationship between John and university students too. So. Well, I hope so. I mean, we're not all bad, and uh, I think the hockey players get a tough, tough balance. We come in here a little late, and the whole university thing is a little tough for us. There's- Cut us some slack, if you will. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I will. I, I will officially uh, I will officially cut a little bit of slack. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm not too busy out here. So whenever you <laughs> like to chat, give me a call. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs> that, that was wonderful. Jackson Playfair of the CIS pleased to uh, have him on the show yeah. talk a little yeah. college hockey right I, there. I forgot to mention to him uh, I wanted to ask if he knew who the NHL alumni were from Dalhousie uh, yeah we screwed up the next time we have him on the show yeah well maybe we'll we'll set it up like we'll kind of maybe blindside him and and just basically ask only CIS trivia I feel yeah. like Stefan was a little bit starstruck to have I, him on the phone yeah well I mean he's a he's a big Twitter guy too and you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, we didn't. I, should I say who the NHL players are, or is he going to listen to the show and then? Yeah, he's going to listen answer. to the show. So let's we'll save, save it. it for next time. Yeah, and um, we'll bring him back in a few weeks. But safe to say, Stefan and I looked it up, and we were surprised. Actually, there were a few pretty big names that have come from the CIS uh, through to the NHL. And like Jackson said, also uh, just in searching for the CIS uh, alumni, 
uh, there have been a lot of articles written about how it is kind of uh, the best kept secret and they think there's going to be more and more guys that are coming out of that league and um, I definitely have seen that from I graduated from UBC in 2009 and the hockey has gotten so much better since then for sure yeah uh, but we'll move on from there to professional hockey um, in the NHL staying on the hockey front but just in the pros uh, our <laughs> our teams played each other this weekend well pros in quotation marks yeah yeah exactly yeah neither of our teams are looking very professional yeah. currently. Uh, but but when I last saw them before that game uh, against the Canucks the Leafs were looking a little bit like a an AHL team. They got uh, manhandled by the Penguins' like fourth line, essentially, in the game they played on Halloween. It was not good. In fact, very, very bad, which only made the Canucks losing to them feel even worse well, for me fair, personally. To be fair, the Leafs have been getting much better. They've gotten points in like eight of their last ten games, I think, or something like that. And they look like a well-coached team. They just have shitty players, yeah. which we've talked about before. And uh, the Canucks look like an average coach team also was shit. They're players. a poorly coached That's team probably being quite generous. Yes. Yeah, okay, well, I don't know. I mean, you guys watch them more than I do, so I didn't want to come right out and say poorly coached. No, they're but... they're poorly coached. Yeah, I mean, we, we ripped on the coaching uh, decisions that were made in the playoffs last year a little bit, uh, in that... Uh, you know, line matching was not something that Willie Desjardins was interested in yeah, doing. Yeah, he it got outcoached by Bob Hartley. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, again and again Yeah, and which one no was the last the time you saw a coach win anything not line matching? Yeah, like never. Uh, never. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, the, uh, the bench decisions, particularly in the third period... Uh, have have not been great. And Stefan, you would probably have a better idea than me because you've been watching the games in person. Yeah. Uh, the home games, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, also just um, a lot of the times on, like, icings, he'll put out the Dorset Cracknell line. Like, uh, it, it, there's just all these inexplicable um, line changes have been awful, just as they were last year. A lot of too many men penalties. Um, and they gave up a goal... Uh, against the Habs last with night. With four players yeah. on well, the ice. Well, they were on the power play. On the play. power play with four guys yeah. on the For, ice. I think, like a, a good 10 seconds, the Canucks had four players on the ice, yeah. and they were the team on the power play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's all on the coaching. Yeah, and oh, it, it absolutely. Yeah. Um, they've let in, I think, four shorthanded goals on this road trip, uh, which is, good. that's atrocious. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, their power play looks garbage. Yeah. Um, Special teams is just terrible. Special and, teams is coaching. Like and that's, that's, yeah, that's, all, that's coaching yeah. and systems, basically. So, yeah. Uh, it's not looking good, no. but it, it is kind of looking good if you just really want the team to be bad and have a good shot at Austin Matthews, which I really do. Well, I'm cheering for them to lose now because I've been cheering for them, them to win for like 15, 16 years and it hasn't worked. Yeah, you're, ti- so, you're tired. It's yeah. getting tired. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that both of our teams are going to do approximately the same thing, which is uh, finish like 11th. I don't. I was gonna no ask playoffs Paul. and no top ten pick. Yeah. It's just the way to go. Are the Leafs better than we thought coming into the year? because they look like a cohesive unit. You mentioned. Yeah, this I have to say. Coaching. I have to say that uh, you know there's a lot of hype about Mike Babcock and getting the largest contract for a coach ever in the NHL history, um, and all that. And um, I have to say I'm surprised at how noticeable of a difference he's made yeah and it's clear you you watch the games they look well organized uh their advanced statistics are all trending in the right direction where they were obviously a complete disaster against carlisle uh he's made some 
players look better than they are. And it's just refreshing to hear him say stuff like Nazem Kadri's our best player. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he's been he was buried by Carlisle and it made no sense because all of the advanced statistics, everything, you know, it just it just makes you long for us still having Kessel and and knowing that Babcock would have played Kadri and Kessel together and yeah. to see what that would have done for them. Um, and also, too, there's been a lot of uh, stuff written about how much worse Detroit is. Yeah. You know, and how basically a lot of their advanced statistics and puck possession and stuff like that has gone down. Well, in I the think that also, that also they has lo- to do with like their team just getting yeah. naturally older. For yeah. sure. They're not as good. That's There's no question about that. But uh, but it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, but it's been good. Uh, it's been good to watch. Um, I've always been a huge fan of James Reimer, and he's probably playing the best hockey of yeah, his life right now. I was right going to say, so it's, it's a bit of like an nice overdone too. narrative on like Twitter a little bit, but like it legitimately is nice to see Reimer get that crack at redemption after yeah. he was basically like being run out of town, essentially. Yeah. Like, well, and he's even, ruining my dad's team a in the pool, ago. too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an, a nice added bonus. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Paul. And um, yeah, no, I, it's so. If the Leafs are better than we thought, are the Canucks worse? Well, they're not worse than we thought. Yeah, I guess we've been kind of cynical the entire uh, way along. Yeah, this about, is about what I expected. Though we did like start to feel like some optimism, or at least some good feelings about all the young kids on the team coming out of camp and the way that they had performed early. Yeah. And like, you know, Jared McCann is still an awesome player, and I love watching him. And yeah. Bo has struggled, but I still love watching Hutton's Bo Horvat. Great. Hutton is amazing. Vertanen's still fun to watch. He's just a bit of a dummy, but yeah, yeah like, uh, it, it's it's... You can't pin the team's failings on those guys not performing up to the players that they were replacing because you can't expect them to have done that in the first place. You'd be stupid to. But I guess the team kind of was expecting them to do that. Well, I mean, if you're going to suck, just play the kids, you know? Yeah. Like, there's all this worry about, oh, Vancouver as as a fan base won't accept a rebuilding team. They they're not accepting this. Yeah. The arena is like a tomb. It's silent. Like, I I mean I love Chris Higgins. People I are love just like crying. Yeah, I I, I, love... I bought tickets to nap. It was just yeah. so comfortable. <laughs> the seats and the club seats are so comfortable. They're like thirteen dollars on StubHub, <laughs> and uh, honestly, one of the best naps I've had in ages. Yeah, I think even the Montreal game wasn't a sellout. Like it's it's just so why not just play the kids and. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not like you're really like shoring up to play tight defensively when you put Preston Dorsett out there late in the third period. Like, fuck, it's so stupid. Um, Oh, well, that's probably enough about how frustrating the Canucks are. I guess so, but I was going to say uh, Lucas Beza's return seems imminent at the moment. Uh, He's been skating with the team in practice, and we had Grania on the show uh, a few weeks ago. She does weekly power rankings of Canucks players for CanucksArmy.com, and uh, man on the rise in Grania's power rankings this week was Lucas Pisa. Number five overall, Yeah, jersey number. Because, uh, you know, she at least misses him now that he's gone. Stefan, do you also miss him? Oh, clearly I miss him because I love Lucas Pisa, as all our listeners know. <laughs> uh, if you've listened to the last uh, four, four episodes, I believe. Four, yeah. This is episode there's five, there's only four. <laughs> yeah, uh, we said 20. That was a joke. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd love to have him back. We need that big, physical, imposing presence in the back end. You know, yeah. the the stay-at-home kind of throwback defenseman. Yeah, um, you know, I think it'll be great. And I think Rania's reasoning was like it's it's at least fun to like blame him when he fucks up. Like if you know Jake Vertanen fucks up, it's like it's not as fun. Yeah, well, I, don't, I personally I, think you, it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> I personally love ragging on Jake Vertanen. 
<laughs> but, just me um Jake I, vertigo tannin another guest that we had on this show <laughs> was uh i'm gonna make that stick goddamn thomas drance and drance does a, a column with um dan murphy of sportsnet called uh, naked eye versus nerdy guy and they broke down lucas pisa this week looking at the numbers versus murphy just like watching him play and uh the question that they were trying to answer was is lucas pisa a top six defenseman and the answer that they came to was, ultimately, yes, but maybe just a number six. And I felt like that was supposed to be, like, a win for him. That's pretty generous. Which still felt really, really, like, low. Setting the bar extremely low. Impossible yeah. to limbo. So, wait, what do they call the column? Uh, uh, naked Eye versus Nerdy Guy. That's a good name for a column. Not for me. No? No. You get it though, right? Like, I get, yeah, yeah, because they because it's like the stats Mer- guy versus the eye test. Oh, yeah. I thought it yeah. was like. Did you think oh. I said naked guy? No, I, no, <laughs> I thought you said naked eye, but I thought it was like Dan Murphy got naked, <laughs> and then Thomas Drance looked at him with his eyes because he's nerdy, <laughs> and so he like wore glasses. Oh, sorry, I got very confused. You're right, that is a good name. Um, but I like your version. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a big win that that we've hashed it out and found out that Lucas Pisa is actually kind of good on the penalty kill, but only the penalty kill, and then is like a top sixty, a number six guy. <laughs> well, and since we're talking about him, of course, I think this should bring us to our very popular segment, which is the Lucas Pisa would do of the week. And as you know, in episode four. Uh, we just strictly now talk about things Stefan would do in order to keep Luca on the Canucks. So, Stefan, what would you do this week? But before we get to that, please. Well, our Lucas Pisa would do of the week uh, comes to us from Twitter once again, and this is from at Cold Sports Takes. Uh, and I guess I'll have to kind of modify this question slightly because he asks, "Who would you rather have playing defense for Vancouver, Lucas Pisa or a burlap sack filled with live raccoons?" <laughs> um, and I guess we could change it to, you know, would I rather trade Lucas Pisa away or stick my head into a burlap yes. sack filled with raccoons? Um, and raccoons are adorable. Uh, I think if they were like declawed, defanged, I was gonna say depoisoned. Raccoons aren't poisonous. Um, I, yeah, well, they're kind of poisonous. Well, I guess they have like rabies. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were like healthy and didn't have any like sharp bits, um, yeah. I would. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'd probably smell like shit. Raccoons are pretty disgusting. Yeah. Uh, oh, it'd smell bad. Yeah. No. I. I. Well, obviously, I want to keep Spees on the team. I'd stick my head in a sack of raccoons to keep nice. Spees on the team. <laughs> no question. <laughs> You'd have to assume the raccoons would be pretty vicious, given that they've been in a sack. <laughs> and are you well, how long have they been in the sack for? I guess is <laughs> that's the also. A great are you allowed question. to like use disinfectant on your cuts after you take your head out of the sack, or no? Uh, it doesn't say I can't. <laughs> so it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that you can't use disinfectant on your yeah. raccoon cuts. Well, I'm gonna say that you can't. Does that change anything? Uh, but ooh, you can get the God. rabies shot, I think. Well, I don't know. That's kind of the same category as disinfectant. Can you get a shot? Sure. Oh, okay. No, well, like, then, but is there a shot? For rabies? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Is there? I'm fairly sure there is. Okay. Yeah. Your parents will let us know. Yeah, they will. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got. A, we haven't had your mom on the show talking about dicks in a while. Yeah, athlete dicks. Well, she hasn't actually been on the show yet. I think no, she offered I know, yeah. to... Yeah. She just swayed in. Well, we can Skype her in, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Put your mom on for a segment talking um, about athlete's dicks. But anyway, back to the raccoon sack. Um, Naked eye versus nerdy guy. <laughs> 
I'd see. Yeah, I'd stick my head in the raccoon bag. Who knows? Like, what's what's the worst that could happen? Because <laughs> I could die. I, I think Stefan's mom's yeah. segment though would be naked guy versus nerdy eye. <laughs> naked guy versus nursey eye. Oh, ah, even better. There you go. There That's the one. Yerky twenty one. Please get to work on a theme song. <laughs> we'll make it the subject of our song exploder episode. Uh, we'll move on from hockey to talk a little uh, a little fighting. Little MMA. Ronda Rousey, of course, the big story in sports of the week. Uh, finally defeated by Holly Holm this past Saturday night, and not uh, only defeated, just destroyed, shit yeah. kicked. Um, so, I mean, did you guys watch the fight? I watched an illegal stream, obviously. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, uh, and I saw her take that kick to the neck and collapse, and I thought she was dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she got hammered in the face a few times yeah. before yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, you can, like, if you play it in slow motion, you can kind of see, like, the moment that her soul leaves her body, <laughs> basically. Well, even the first punch, she was just, like, surprised. Yeah, yeah I don't think uh, she's ever been hit that hard before. Yeah. yeah. There's always that moment. It was, like, uh, it was very similar with Lesnar, right? Like, he, he lost that fight to, uh, uh, did he lose to Heath Herring? I guess he beat him, but, or to Carwin. When Carwin first, like, hit him, he ended up winning the fight. But, like, you could tell he was, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting fucking rocked right now. Like, it's, there's that initial surprise. Yeah. Um, I think, too, like, the, the the best part about this fight for me has been discovering that Robin Black, you remember him from Much Music? The, like, really, he had, like, that really, like, shitty band. It was, like, Robin Black and the Intergalactic All-Stars or something like that. Okay. Is, oh, he's yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. He's now a prominent MMA analyzer and he was one of the few main mma people to pick holly home to win the fight and that has been easily the most enjoyable thing about this fight for me i'm i i, I like ronda I, I mean i know i shouldn't because of all the like domestic abuse and other shit and she's like a terrible human and whatever but like i just you You're know thinking of like hope solo Does she no ever... but ronda too in her book she like admits that she like kicked the shit out of one of her boyfriends oh, and okay yeah it wasn't great um, so I, I, I'm kind of a little, I'm a little bit off of Rhonda now, but like, I still kind of like her and, and she's just interesting. You have to admit whether you like her or hate her, she's a very interesting character. Oh, I love her Instagram. Yeah. Uh, oh and, yeah. Well, we're going to get to that. She, uh, you know, you could, it seemed like people like the betting line kind of shifted towards Holly home. Yeah. It was after, like 11 to one at one point. After Wayans, uh, the yeah. Wayans brothers movie, little man, after people saw that, they were like, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you didn't need to edit that one. Um, That's that maybe the worst joke you've ever told in this program. Uh, it's probably why I'm the least popular. Uh, <laughs> Oops, all berries. Reg- I gave that joke a nine point two. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, nine point six. Of that after weigh-ins, people could tell that like Rhonda just looked shook. She didn't yeah. look herself. She she didn't look like she was in as good of a shape heading into the fight as she had previously. Yeah. Either. They, yeah. they didn't touch gloves at the beginning. Uh, yeah. She she had like some extreme bad blood, which seems inexplicable. As like Holly Holmes seems like pretty agreeable as a human being. Yeah, it just seemed like uh, she was inventing it. I think to get herself into the fight, and and that was the what I was going to mention as well. The crazy part about Robin Black, if you watch. He was on the Fight Network. If you watch his like pre-fight breakdown, he picks Holly Holm and he legitimately says everything that happened. He's like, he's like Holly Holm has the best head kicks of any women's fighter that's ever existed. She's knocked out five of her opponents with head kicks. He's like, a lot of people think of her as a boxer, but she's also a great kickboxer. And if she's able to fight the fight at the range she wants to fight it at, she'll beat Ronda. And he's like, honestly... 
I was kind of still torn. He's like, I thought home was going to win based on talent, and I, but I was still kind of torn because Ronda's the best MMA fighter we've ever seen. And then I saw Ronda at the weigh-ins, and I'm going with home. And then basically, like he's like he's like Ronda looks shook. She looks scared. He's like, I'm going with home. And then that's exactly what happened. She fought the whole fight at exactly that range. She ended the fight with a head kick, and Ronda looked rattled the entire fight. Well, I think we should play some Robin Black uh, to close yeah, out the to show. close out the show. Yeah, yeah. let's do because no one. In a, yeah, like every episode, we seem to have something we talk about yeah. that American listeners are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and uh, I'm sure I'm positive Robin Black will be one of well, those. Well, and also the Jackson Playfair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Though people were interested in CIS last week. Yeah, exactly. So it's it. yeah. the undiscovered Maybe we'll get Robin country. Black on this show. Yeah. It's the undiscovered country of hockey at this point, basically. <laughs> um, but, you know, after the weigh-ins, Ronda went on Instagram to just go off on Holly Home. And Stefan, if you would, give us a dramatic reading of her Instagram rant. Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, it says 439,000 likes. That's a, a pretty good number right there. Um, <clears throat> fake ass, cheap shotting, fake respect, fake humility, bitch. Preacher's daughter, my ass. I see through your fake sweet act now. You're getting your ass kicked tomorrow, and I'm really going to enjoy the beating I give you. Hashtag and still. Uh, she lost the fight. I, I guess we mentioned that. Already. Yeah. 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 So it, the Instagram post kind of looks, uh, it's a bad look. <laughs> and yeah, maybe that's one you'd maybe uh, delete. Yeah. After the fight. You think so. UFC was kind of going all in before this fight too, just in the promotion, the ads that were running everywhere with uh, Joe Rogan's voice being like, it's not once in a lifetime when you talk about Ronda Rousey. It's once ever. There's never been anyone else like her. It's like, well, that seems like a bit of an absurd thing to say given that like women's MMA has been taken seriously for the last like year and a half maybe two years like once ever like once in a lifetime I think is enough like you haven't seen the full development of this sport you haven't given it enough time to know what kind of talents are out yeah. there yeah but you know that when like Cyclone Taylor scored his infamous goal backwards in like 1921, guaranteed there was a Joe Rogan equivalent who just got up on the table at a bar. I assume that's what broadcasting was in 1921. <laughs> and uh, was just basically like, there'll never be anyone better than Cyclone. T You're talking about once ever. No one will. He scored backwards for God's sake. And it happens. It yeah, happens. and then, yeah. you know, and then, like, Joe Malone scored, like, eight goals in a game Because, like, as, after, as amazing then... as, like, Ronda's streak was, she'd only had, like, 12 fights ever. Yeah. And who can say, like, how legitimate all of those challengers were in the first place? Well, I think the thing is, too, that, like, people, and I read a great article about this talking about how, like, People love the undefeated story, but they also love the slight underdog story just a little bit more. It's like what happened with GSP. That was what a lot of people were comparing this to when GSP got knocked out by Matt Sarah, who was basically a journeyman who got cut from the UFC and had to earn his way back into the UFC through the Ultimate Fighter reality show. Knocks out GSP, and then the next fight, GSP just came out and destroyed him, and and then and went then on never to be, lost again. Yeah, yeah, and then basically went on to be like the most like. People People say he might be the greatest of all time. Arguably, yeah. him and Anderson Silva are always yeah. the two names that come up. And so people are saying, like, you know, if Ronda can come back, fix her game plan, because for some reason she's decided to stand with home the 19-time world boxing champion. Yeah, she's getting fed punches yeah, to the face. Yeah, makes a ton of sense that she wouldn't take it to the ground. Um, 
then I think if she can come back and actually game plan for Holly, then and and win, people I think will like her even more because it shows she'll sh- maybe learn that like humility that people yeah, like. Yeah, right? she'll be that a bit focused back and... too because like one of the things that I heard a lot of coming out of the Wayans also was that she just looked exhausted. Yeah, because yeah. you know she hasn't been entirely focused on fights and winning fights. She's been. In the Entourage movie and in Fast 7 and in, like, you know, she's got a career as a personality outside of being a fighter at this point. Yeah. Which, when you're, you know, 28 years old, which I was surprised to learn that Ronda Rousey is the same age as me. It makes me feel like a real sack of crap. Uh, yeah, you got to get into women's MMA. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but Connor McDavid's 18. I know, so. but whatever. I don't care about him. I, kind of, I came to terms with that a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but you haven't come to terms with women's MMA. Yeah. That's the, well, I yeah. don't know. She's just like, you know, just the fact that she could just like literally murder me. Basically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She could. No question about it. She was she like got, two at, years older than me. I'd feel fine about that. At the very least, break your arm off your body. Um, yeah. But like, she's super young and she had like the world at her feet. She's basically like the number one athlete in the world as far as like name recognition for a while there for the last year basically oh for sure yeah when you have those opportunities like it's it is impossible pretty much to just stay focused on taking it one fight at a time to get back to that cliche and she fought three times in the last nine months yeah which is a lot i mean i know that her previous two fights didn't make it out of the first round but still i mean that's crazy yeah yeah. Well, we can move on from uh, that fight and talk a little bit about uh, a title that Ronda might soon hold uh, in in not too long from now, the WWE Divas title. And I feel like uh, Vince McMahon took a peek at uh, just like the headlines that came out of the weigh-in situation with Ronda and Holly and was like, how can we build this level of hype heading into our women's match at Survivor Series this Sunday. And what they decided to do was make people actually care about Charlotte Flair by telling a little bit of her real, true life story, uh, which includes the fact that, uh, you know, she took up pro wrestling to honor her brother who died uh, of a heroin overdose when he was 25 years old. And, uh, like, she never really wanted to be a wrestler, even though she's Ric Flair's daughter, until her brother died. And it was like, well, if he passed away and that was what he wanted to do, then I'll live for him and try to do this in his name, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, a real story. And I feel like yeah. wrestling kind of struggles sometimes with telling people's actual stories which are a lot more engaging than the fake bullshit storylines that they cook up for them they they like nxt in particular has tried to take more of the ufc approach to fight storytelling and like the documentaries that they produce heading into a big fight telling people's personal background stories and main roster wwe has not really figured that out yet but they did give charlotte a character trait this week beyond just being rick flair's daughter yeah and that she's like fighting for the memory of her dead brother which is a great true thing and then they had her opponent go above and beyond to get heel heat on her by uh saying charlotte was basically saying like you know i'm gonna fight you this sunday like a flare like my dad did like my brother would and Paige, her opponent on sunday said you know what charlotte you're wrong sweetheart because your little baby brother he didn't have much fight in him did he which, holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Oof. And this was all premeditated, obviously. It's well, a yeah, scripted it's program. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they knew that Charlotte was going to be their like, 
representative face on their weekly ESPN Sports Center feature that they get every Tuesday now. She was booked for that in advance, knowing that we are going to just like cross the line in an extremely brutal way and then make them like flip the table over after their contract sign and then destroy each other in a, in a brawl. So like casual fans are like, wow, those girls really hate each other. And people who like actually know the the true story of her life are like Jesus Christ like you shouldn't be incorporating that into a script. is her opponent's name because I don't know anything about wrestling is yeah. her opponent's name just Page yeah just Page it's just Page, Page. yeah it's not really like a wrestling name yeah that's like someone who like rides horses <laughs> she's like or a, brings uh, water to members of parliament she's like a goth girl basically and uh, the, well I think the reason that they had her do it too is because she's supposed to be the bad guy in this story. But crowds just naturally want to cheer for her, no matter. Yeah, what she's she does. always been a face. Yeah. And, yeah, even when even when she plays heel, she gets cheered as a face. So that's probably what they're thinking. Also, is yeah. we can just like really objectively cross the line in a way that you have to be a fucking maniac to want to cheer for this person at this point. But I kind of want to cheer for her now, <laughs> <laughs> just because she went so far. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, See, if the official female wrestler, real good show. I'm just calling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the dead brother insulter. <laughs> but I don't know if that's Pass. like drumming up interest <laughs> in in uh, in the the match that they're gonna have this Sunday or not. Because it seems to just piss match. a lot I of mean, people how off. How good's it gonna get? Really? But you know, they've tried to like say that they're elevating the women on their show to yeah, be it hasn't really worked. closer to like women's MMA, basically. And um, one of the problems that they've had in doing that is that they're not giving them actual stories. This is a story. Is it a story that they should have told? It's a story for like USA Today being like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Or the parents television council or whatever it was that got tried to have WWE pulled off the air. Oh yeah, like Charlotte's mom was like not pleased with that. You don't say. Decision (laughs) at all. Uh, her her dead son being trotted out to like produce a wrestling feud probably not a great moment. Uh, it's got me interested in it. So okay. yeah, you know. Also, yeah. you know, maybe if you're pursuing the casual fan, yeah, they're just really. And I'm interested. a very casual fan. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, speaking of people who uh, say very stupid things, we will move on from that story into our clip of the week. And it's a pair of clips this week. It comes to us from the world of the NFL. J.J. Uh, Watt and Andy Dalton engaging in probably the whitest, like, beef uh, ever. Uh, just like, you know. Yeah, what's a white the, beef? Like a, it's like an overcooked pork chop. <laughs> white beef. Just real white. Pretty much. Well, I think what J.J. Watt said was like, I mean, we should probably listen to Andy Dalton's thing first. Yes. And get an idea of, of, of his reaction to it. So yeah. we can kind of gauge like, well, what could J.J. Watt have said? Yeah, J.J. Really? Watt uh, said something about Andy Dalton. And we'll, here's Andy Dalton's response. He plays a really good player. And so there's a lot of, a lot of kids and a lot of people that look up to him. And for him to make comments like that, I mean, he's just showing that you know yeah, that's acceptable to, to to do that kind of stuff and say that kind of stuff. And so I mean, it's disappointing for one of the best players in this league to come out and say something like that. Um, so you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think JJ is a good player, uh, but for him to be one of the best in this league and to show that integrity and to show that kind of type of you know shows what he's about, which is which is just, which is disappointing. Was the end of that clip. So let's play a game that I like to call Guess What J.J. Watt Said based on Andy Dalton's reaction. And I'm just, I'll lead it off and say that um, he 
uh, J.J. Watt must have made a comment about Andy Dalton's uh, dead from heroin overdose younger man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say that uh, he commented on the fact that he looks like Howdy Doody. Uh, yeah, while be, while swinging his dick around, like yeah, saying yeah. like howdy doody, like yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm gonna say that he like made some kind of uh, like poor statement on uh, the fact that he has red hair. He called him like fire crotch or something. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, th- at at the very minimum, there is some kind of reference to Andy Dalton's penis. Yes. Yeah. It's gotta be something rude. Yeah. It's gotta be something really bad. Exactly. Anyway, let's hear what he said here. And our goal was to come out here and make. Uh, the red rifle looked like a red rider BB gun, and I think we did that. Wow. Our goal was to come out here and make the red rifle look like a red rider BB gun, and I think we did that today. To which the sideline reporter says, "Wow, that's really hurtful. <laughs> that's worse than anything we said." I think. Compared him to the gun from the Christmas story. I hope Andy Dalton's okay. Yeah, because I mean, he sounded pretty shook. <laughs> Well, you know, if he makes those comments like that, it just shows what he's about. Yeah. It's very disappointing. That motherfucker I'm compared me to a gun from a classic movie. <laughs> a prick. I can't even talk. I'm so disappointed. I uh, I liked J.J. Watt before this, but, um, you know, yeah, it's just uh, to not only insult Andy Dalton, but also to insult BB guns. You know what I mean? Like, that's really over the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean... The NFL is known for not taking action about terrible controversies, but I just don't think they can ignore an incident. Like yeah. This. Well, I think J.J. Watt is the real good show dingus of the week. <laughs> I just made up. Huge dingus. That's our thing. Yeah, absolutely. We'll you talk about Deflategate. This is my Deflategate in that it has deflated my soul. All right. Well, we will go from uh, from there. From, uh, from people making stupid comments into a man who is famous for them with a segment that we call the T-T-T-Taffer Tracker. He's just a common man. You get a $10 raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass window. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend shit if you yell at my wife? You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation. And I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. He's a man. I'm not resting anymore. Stefan, what do we have for the Taffer Tracker this week? Well, I got an email from uh, John Taffer last week, or from no reply at taffermedia.com. Um, and I was hoping it was a Taffer newsletter, but I guess they've given up on those because this was on November 11th, Remembrance Day, uh, Veterans Day in the States. And the uh, subject line was free shipping on Taffer gear today only. Uh, and then I opened up the email, and there's a big uh, picture, and there's all these John Taffer t-shirts, and it says, the Veterans Day sale, free shipping on all U.S. orders, use coupon code SALUTE. So I really hope someone bought their veteran grandpa a John Taffer t-shirt what, to what honor kind, his service. What kind of Taffer gear is out there? Uh, it mostly just is him pointing, and then it says, shut it down underneath. <laughs> So I guess, you know, it's appropriate on Veterans Day. We're going to shut down all the wars out there. On the back it says, like, you're going to give somebody salmonella. Are you kidding me? Exactly, yeah. So I can't think of a better gift for Veterans Day than a picture of John Taffer on a cheap T-shirt. Perfect. Well, that'll do it for the Taffer Tracker. I'm gone. Good night. We should speed that up. It's like a half a second. True. I'll work on that for next week. But in the meantime, it's time for the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time, it's letter time. Letter time. It, it, it's letter time.
What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. And we're going to start things off uh, by looking at Twitter, but not necessarily the mailbag. As two of our listeners engaged in a uh, fun little back and forth with CFL player Khalif Mitchell. Khalif Mitchell, of course, plays for the BC Lions, who were eliminated from the playoffs this past Sunday in a tragic loss that very few people actually care Wait, about. Wait, does the CFL has playoffs? Uh, yeah. Oh. They don't just give the cup out to a different team. Oh, I thought, I, just thought they, yeah, I thought they just shared it. No. The games are just for fun. Anyways, Khalif, I think you know he's actually a free agent. Okay. Yeah. Really? I wonder why. Well, Khalif Mitchell, uh, yes, was um, quoting a, a, a conservative meme on Twitter and says, This why Obama dare not speak calling them ISIS or radical Islamists, because he is one of them. Where are our freedoms? To which listener Phil Partridge injected, Can I have your drug dealer's phone number? <laughs> And Khalif Mitchell responds, can I have your hairdresser's number? You look like you really wearing that Sam Smith look heavy. Halloween over. Roll that up and puff. Phil responds, stay tolerant, my man. Don't let the tinfoil cut your head. Make sure you change it daily. And another listener intrudes. Chubfeet says, why engage with a guy not smart enough to realize how much talent he wasted? Well, Khalif Mitchell, he's done crazy stuff before too, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on his Wikipedia page. Sorry to interrupt the uh, That's okay. the, the tweets. Uh, and I'm just reading this here. On May 13, 2015, between minicamp and training camp, Mitchell retweeted a Holocaust denial video on his Twitter account. Uh, and he was fined the maximum allowable fine the next day. I do like that they tell us it was between minicamp and training camp, as yeah. if that's like an excuse. Yeah, I... Um I'd like to say that this is, uh, I'd like to officially announce Khalif Mitchell as the real good show, Dingus of the Week. <laughs> and <laughs> the CFL player of the uh, surpassed JJ Watt. The official show's CFL player. I too. would rather not give him that. Oh, he hasn't earned that. Yeah. He's got to slip on a floor or something first. <laughs> He, he continues, uh, Khalif responds to Chubfeet with, You're a Neanderthal hoping to see me fail. Football was and is that football. Get at me on real issues that affect my people. Oh, good to know that he's uh, putting his belief that Obama is a member of ISIS over his football <laughs> talent, which was marginal to begin with. No, he was a good football, well, CFL player, right. Um, Again. Yeah. You feel me. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe Khalif Mitchell, what if Khalif Mitchell is right and Obama is in ISIS? <laughs> well, then we're all going to look like idiots. Yeah. It's, it's totally possible. I, I, just, I don't think we should let this just slide. Yeah. You know? So I think Real Good Show is going to investigate this, and we'll have some results next week. Maybe we'll get Khalif on the show. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of free time. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We'll now we'll get take into him the, out for a haircut first. Yeah. Get into the Phil questions Partridge's. here. Uh, this one comes from at Kalen B, donor to the show. Thank you for that, and thank you for your question. Which professional sport do you guys think the Amish have the most undiscovered talent for? Horseshoes. Well, no, they, they've probably discovered that because they're allowed to do that, right? Yeah. They're allowed to use horseshoes. Yeah, I bet. Uh, it's a video poker. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that there's probably like some Amish guy who's just natural born talent at like competitive League of Legends. He's just like the best <laughs> e gamer that ever lived. The Amish Dota but he's player. Never, but he's never seen a computer. <laughs> and we'll never know. He, what a waste. Yeah. Some Amish guy who's just so good at Dota, like Hearthstone or something. <laughs> oh, it's a tragedy. Uh, Jessica Lee at Kentucky Daria writes in, if you had to pick any sports star to run for president or prime minister, who would you choose? Uh, Charles Barkley. 
I think Sir Charles would be great. Yeah, he's, you do. Yeah, he's pretty sh- dumb. Well, <laughs> you know, I just, he's a good golfer. I want Khalif Mitchell to also think that Charles Barkley is a member of my system. Well, also. speaking of Khalif Mitchell, my answer is Khalif Mitchell. <laughs> JJ, I'll pick JJ Watt. Yeah. Um, I've got a good question here, and it was actually answered by another listener. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from at Eric JFTC, and he asks, what non-ice sport would be most entertaining when played on ice? And then at Jack Wilson responded with field hockey, which I don't think we can top that <laughs> one. <laughs> Didn't we already answer that question? I think we may have. So he probably doesn't actually listen. He just saw that I asked for sports questions on Twitter. Um, uh, Harrison. Eric, oh, yeah. Eric's a friend of mine, friend of the show. Eric Jules from The Crown. Oh, was that him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe he does listen to the show. Yeah, he does listen to the show, but maybe he didn't listen to the episode where we 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 definitely answered that question, didn't we? Which non no, we sport we asked be... the other way. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. We did. Yeah. I think we decided baseball. Bas- oh, that was a basketball. Are we going to get back in this question? We talked about it a lot. That's a good question. Regardless, Harrison Tenpus asks, "Who is the worst NFL player that could be a star in the CFL?" Pretty much all of them. Uh, yeah, the whatever, whoever the worst NFL player but, like, is. Like the CFL in particular just like burns through quarterbacks. So I feel like like Brandon Whedon would probably be like the best fucking quarterback that the league has ever seen or something like that. Yeah. Get Matt Castle up here. <laughs> Johnny Manziel would destroy. Oh, Manziel would be great. Christian Ponder. And that still might happen. <laughs> um, Frank Nevinen. When the NHL starts advertising on jerseys, what will the Canucks sponsor be? Fresh Slice? Well, yeah, I I could see fresh slice. I could see Bell, some. Well, probably Rogers. it would probably be yeah, Rogers. If we're gonna, Rogers. the boring answer is Rogers. is Rogers. But then also like Rogers would probably want to have their logo on every single Canadian team's jersey, right. and yeah. they would have to pick one. So yeah. what's the entertaining like, answer? IKEA. Like the Habs would probably be <laughs> Bell, just because it fits with. Their I'd hope Vancouver was like a, a bail bonds company, kind of like in the Bad News Bears. <laughs> That'd be awesome, yeah. actually. Chico's bail bonds. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling you kill for. Him, we grill him. I'm pulling for Uncle Fatis here, but I I know it's probably it'd, not it'd be fresh slice. Uh, Jake Goldsby from Sportsfeld asks: Is there an East Coast West Coast podcast war brewing? Yes or no? I uh, don't think so, but I feel like Jake does think. Well, so. Well, no, I think there is, but not with Sportsfeld because Sportsfeld's awesome. It's with that CFL podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming they're East Coast. I mean, they're uh, more. Well, no, they're probably they're probably Central. They're Canada, more Central. Actually. They're yeah. gonna get caught in the in the Sportsfeld crossfire. Yeah, Sportsfeld hates them too. I'm yeah. assuming. Uh, I don't know. I've talked to uh, the Zoobs about this also. That like we could feud if it if it like would be good for both of us. You have to actually kill one of them. No, probably not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. Well, if that's a feud, though, we have. Yeah. To, it's not family feud. Yeah, if we're doing it east-west. Maybe like Devang. He's like a, an occasional guest on Sportsfeld. He could get caught in the crossfire because then the show could still continue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think as the self-proclaimed owner of the equipment and creator of this podcast, Justin would have to do the murdering. I guess so. Or be the one getting murdered. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. you versus the Zoobs. Yeah. <laughs> In an all-out margarine, margarine then, wrestling. I feel we're gonna like find mutual respect for each other, though, and then become, uh, you know, joined as a team. Sure, and be, and be more powerful than ever. It can be real good Feld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go. I like that. Yeah, because if we did it the other way, it'd be sports show. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> name for a sports that's podcast. A good actually, for a sports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Has that been taken? We should just rebrand right now. We are a sports show. Yerky21 writes in, I'm stoked that you mentioned biathlon last episode because I genuinely had a biathlon question lined up. <laughs> Namely, 
Is there any individual sport that would benefit more from becoming a team sport than biathlon? Can you imagine all these players skiing at each other, James Bond style, <laughs> rifles in hand, blasting away? Um, and I don't. Th- I think that you know you answered your own question there, Yerky. I am. I, I'm like a little bit worried. Would they use like the kind of laser guns that they actually do use in biathlon? Because then it would be like James Bond style, but Moonraker James Bond. Or are they lasers they just now? They don't use actual rifles. I thought they. I'm, I thought it was actual bullets. No, it's like laser. Are you allowed guns. to bring your own gun? Like, can you customize your gun? <laughs> well, if it's if it's a it team. used to be bullets. So have like have a, be. a below the barrel, like a grenade launcher. Yeah. And I oh, guess we're just cool. going to yeah. see like America versus ISIS. The <laughs> only thing I could see also keeping with the Winter Olympics theme, I think um, so. another great team sport would be luge. Like there's already two-man luge, but if you had some kind of like team collision aspect or also um, javelin would be a great team sport. I just want to know if the guy who invented the biathlon hates the inventor of the triathlon. <laughs> like one-upping him so bad just fucking stomping on him yeah like oh, what, what's your sport called oh the biathlon oh yeah mine's, everyone, mine's the triathlon everyone yeah. hates the decathlon guy he's just a so they're, fucking yeah, that so guy they're just like, went too far because there's no quadrathlon he yeah. just went all the way up to 10 yeah they're like so what's so what's biathlon is that do you just do running and biking to go like, oh, no we, we use guns and we ski yeah <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> Yerky also wrote in with how might history be different if Michael Jordan had unretired to play for the Washington Generals instead of the Washington Wizards. And I'm going to say that would actually be the only way that history changed if Jeb had gone back in time and killed baby Hitler. <laughs> That's the one thing he was worried about would be different. Well, I don't know. I think because um, they, they're the team that loses to the Globetrotters all the time, yes, right? So yeah. I think uh, Jordan would just be throwing money. Like he'd be betting on uh, on his himself to lose. you know, Or no, he'd be betting on Harlo- uh, the Globetrotters to, to lose because he'd just kick their ass. It's Michael Jordan. Yeah, right? true. Yeah. They'd be he's like a trying to do gambler. like tricks and stuff. Yeah. And be like, well, like, yeah. They're, not, they're not allowed to use a ladder. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. You'd be so upset. <laughs> Tyson Niwa writes in with all the hysteria on social media going on. Name one athlete who would probably post a racist status other than Incognito. P.S. Good pronunciations. Good for you. Uh, thank you, Tyson. I'm glad you finally recognized that. And uh, we already answered this. Khalif Mitchell. <laughs> he's the he's the man. I know JJ Watt was pretty racist against uh, guns. <laughs> There's a gun well, racist. red gun, red, red guns. guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, guns belonging to uh, First Nations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Fail writes in: <laughs> Would you dunk baby Hitler through a basketball hoop? If yes, what would your dunk style be? Oh, I would dunk over a uh, 2016 Kia Sportage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with the Sorrento myself, and uh, probably a uh, Tomahawk Jam. That's yeah, how we killed Hitler before. Yeah, you're right. Well, I, what's the best way to kill a baby by dunking it? Windmill? I guess just dunking it in general. <laughs> the baby's probably not going to do too well. Probably going to fall. Probably yeah. going to die, yeah. I, I'll do the one where... Um, no, actually, I don't think that would impact the baby as much. I was going to say I was going to do the Vince Carter one where he just put his whole arm through the hoop, but then I think you might just like gently drop the baby to the floor with your arm through the hoop. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, the one where you miss the net. Like you, like you just dunk on the rim. 
So like the baby would just splatter. This is baby Hitler for the record. Yeah, baby it's not Hitler. like a nice baby. I was yeah, hoping yeah. this would be the week that we got away from killing babies. But Hitler it's, it's, or otherwise. It's baby Hitler though. Well, yeah. yeah I just like. Hell I f- yeah, I, f- I would. I felt like I was, you know, making a positive step for my personal brand last week when we were tired. <laughs> There's nothing King positive baby. about your personal brand as you do the show. And, they, and then we got some listeners out there who were like, well, now it's even worse. You're a baby killer now. It's like, I never fucking. He, <laughs> I can't win. I just can't win with you people. Yeah, but you didn't do anything. Yeah, it's we, true. Stefan and I killed the baby in this. And I yeah. never... Well, you thought never Saul Barry was an baby. actual mistake. He was never an actual baby. Yeah. He's a man in a suit. How crazy would you have looked if you killed baby Hitler and you were just like, no, seriously, you guys Trust don't me. know. <laughs> you don't know how good that was. <laughs> Like, that'd be a really hard defense in court. Like, no, th- trust me, this baby well, well, yeah, was going to kill. I feel like kill. the precise moment to go back in time to is his, like, audition for art school. Because then instead of saying no, you just shoot him in the head. Well, no, I think it's when he's, he's like, asleep in his crib and no one's around. Because it's the 1800s. They're going to wake up and be like, oh, our baby died. Well, it's the 1800s. I guess that just happens. Was he born in the 1800s? Yeah. I thought it was the early 19s. Well, let's look it up. We have computers in front of us. Adolf Hitler birthday. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, oh, it's that, that auto-filled. I guess I've Googled that before. It's probably 1889. Um, <laughs> he was born 20, on uh, 420, yeah. 1889. 1889. 1889. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just wasn't sure. All right. Anything else uh, looking good on your end? Well, you could, kill, you could kill him the day he was born because his parents were probably just fucking token up. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Super big. They for sure. Oh, we just gave birth to Hitler. I need to fucking blaze one. Do you have any other good mailbag questions there? Yeah, they went to the Vancouver Uh, Art Gallery. Nothing that really tops that last one. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for the mailbag into everyone's favorite segment. Slap some zinc on your nose. Grab a towel. It's Stefan's pool party. Are we still not talking about the? No, Luongo we are pool? actually because I played Luongo last week. Oh, really? And it was the rivalry rivalry week, and the uh, headline that Yahoo decided to uh, plaster on top of the uh, the football league's like homepage is Strombone One tramples boring as heck for six straight win. Uh, I lost by fifty points. Uh, I'm nice. two and eight. I'm thirteenth right now. Um, I benched Kirk Cousins, nice. uh, who had like 41 points. Uh, I wouldn't have won anyway, but uh, you know it would have been a bit closer. Uh, so yeah, let's stop talking about that because I'm I'm doing very poorly. Well, you're still doing very well in the Spies of Memorial Reverse Death Pool. Dead last. Dead last, and uh, you are two and a half points back or up, rather I should say, on Verviticus, who's back in contention, having surpassed Mike Fail. Mike Fail currently uh, occupying the third place on the podium at the moment as John and I continue to slink further and further away out of contention. And uh, for me, it's it's the uh, offensive output again and again and again of Adam Cracknell. He's just <laughs> killing me right now. And I want to drop him, but at the same time, I feel like he'll go cold if I do. Or is he just having like the Byron Ritchie effect of playing great for his hometown team this year? I th- well, I think he's just playing a lot more than he usually does, so he's going to get slightly more points. True, because um, they're really leaning on that line in the third. I, I would hang on to Cracknell. Okay. Uh, he's not very good. <laughs> All right, we'll take that into account as your dad's team continues to just rise up in the standings. He's also. really mad about that too. <laughs> 
Well, Paul, I will take Rafi Torres off your hands whenever you like. You make me an offer, buddy. And uh, this time I won't refuse. <laughs> we'll do it for Stefan's Pool Party into the favorite segment of the program because it means we're on the home stretch. It's the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, my one good thing this week, and I've done this before, is uh, I find like a funny headline or something. I don't think anyone really does that. Like late night shows don't like make fun of the news or anything. Uh, so <laughs> no, this no, is no. like my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very unique. The headline was from today, and it's Stray Cats Wander Onto G20 Summit Stage. Uh, and after a pretty rough week, I think that's uh, that's quite funny i think it's something the world needed with some stray cats on yeah the g20 stage yeah you, you have to imagine that the, the the security there would have been quite high like they would have had a chance to yeah. well someone probably got fired for that well i'm <laughs> sure but like you would you imagine it was someone who had a chance to eliminate said cats and yeah. then thought no nah, you know what this is all right <laughs> we need this the world needs yeah, the stray world cats. needs to laugh yeah. about cats right yeah now. absolutely one of the cats had hashtag pray for paris on its back <laughs> John, do you have anything uh, good? <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. I can go if you still need some. No, time no, I'm think. good. I'm back on music this week. Okay. Uh, I gotta find the uh, title of the album. Really enjoying it. Um, it's by a uh, an artist. Probably not a lot of you know um, his name. Oh, geez, I can't even. Uh, hold on a sec. Um, Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> he's a uh that was a good that was a good bit thank you he's a uh yeah canadian artist um so yeah like probably a lot of my the american listeners don't know uh who he is but um but yeah i really enjoy his stuff um he's uh he's kind of it's weird he's kind of working with these really heavy hitting uh producers on this album like skrillex um and and uh and other big names in the producing world uh which is again for for just kind of like a canadian guy kind of weird but um but yeah really enjoying the album it's called purpose uh there's a few tracks on there i'm not particularly fond of uh because i'm not 14 um but uh but yeah there's some real bangers on the album been enjoying it a lot uh, i have to say i went to taylor swift this summer and uh, i'm gonna double down on my uh, pop concert uh, experience by going to see Justin Bieber in March. I'm uh, go- hopefully going to get some tickets this week. And uh, he's playing Rogers Arena, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, for, he's like the CIS yeah. of, of music. Yeah, basically. exactly. He'd so be at like venue or something. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just imagining it's the just going to kind of be like a couple hundred uh, people there. Like it just seems like an unnecessary Is he opening for someone expense. maybe? Or? Uh, no. Uh, oh, you know what? That it is? Make more sense, right? I think there might be a Canucks game on at the same time, and oh. he's like just playing in like the concourse. Oh, or something. right, okay. Yeah. I think that's what it is actually. So, but but they're they're selling tickets. I guess you get like the Canucks and the concert. It's kind of like a cool little package deal thing they got going on. So so yeah. So I, I've just been enjoying that album. So uh, probably most of you haven't heard of him. So uh, check it out, Justin Bieber, Purpose. Uh, great album, really enjoying it, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a one good thing. Well, I'm going to follow up that unknown recommendation with a recommendation of something similarly small and, and independent and you know flying under the radar Your at penis. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that is uh, Netflix. Just Netflix in general. Um, you know, I, there's too many good things on there to pick one right now. Uh, be it uh, Master of None, the new Aziz Ansari show, uh, John Mulaney's new stand-up special with Bob and David, the Mr. Show reunion show that just came out. All this stuff came out like at the same time on Friday. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there, and Jessica Jones comes out later this week, so Netflix. It's really good, (laughs) and it's raining in Vancouver at the moment, so I'm glad I have it. Yeah, good call. Yeah, Master of None's good. I've watched like the first seven episodes. Yeah, the new Mr. Show is pretty funny, too. Yeah, I was enjoying that quite a bit. So, And also, I guess, uh, old Mr. Show. If you never watched it back in the day, it's, you know... The, probably the best like sketch comedy of this generation. Yeah, so. it stars two of my uh, favorite guys, uh, David C. Ross and uh, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> um, both great, um, really great improvisers, honestly, and um, and really like just obviously everyone should know them. Uh, well, of course, because we all watched. David C. Ross in Arrested Development, and he and was course, great. In that and show. he was in Breaking Bad too. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was also better. In better Bad. Cal Sal, also. Yeah. Yes, so. better. Yes, of course. Great show as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Netflix. <laughs> did you hear my penis joke though? I did. Yeah, yeah it, was it was pretty good. good. Yeah. But that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is the littlest hobo. Our intern is Ryan Lambert. I'm Justin Morissette. Stephen Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. 9.2. The Skittles are right in front of us. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, because we said that earlier. Yeah, because the the 9.2. Yeah. I really, I really oops all berries to that. Yeah. That's a real thing, though. They fucked that up. God damn it. I'm going to go watch Netflix. Good night.